Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, y'all, hold on one second. Before we move on to our next topic, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. Point number one, it's free. F-R-E-E. That means no money down. You can download the app and you can use it immediately. No money down, no bread, no nothing. Point number two, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. What am I saying? I'm saying you don't have to download any strange or or hard to learn software. You don't have to leave the comfort of your home. If you have a cell phone or a laptop, then that's all you need to start making your podcast on Anchor today. Point number three, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. Let me say it again. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify. I'm talking Apple Podcasts. I'm talking Google Podcasts. I'm talking everywhere, any podcast platform you can think of, Anchor will distribute it for you. So you post your podcast right here on Anchor, and then on your end, your job is done. Anchor's literally doing the work for you. Point number four, point number four, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Let me say that again for the people in the back. I said on Anchor. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That means if one individual listens to your podcast, you can still make some money. Mm. Who don't like money? I know I do. In the last point, point number five, it's literally everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So listen, I don't know about y'all, but I love Anchor. I've been using it for a while. It's been amazing for the Porch Podcast. And I got other friends who have podcasts as well who have told me nothing but positive things about this app. So listen, you need to download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let me say that one more time. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to A-N-C-H-O-R, that's Anchor dot fm to get started this is the porch this is darnell smith let's get it baby anchor i love you yo 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 what's popping you kicking it with the coldest podcast in the world i'm your co-host b jones aka bolo but of course you already knew that and you know when i'm pulling up to the porch i can't pull up without my dog what's going on y'all it's your boy d nail aka big smitty aka d nice and this is the port. Living a dream, I'm on the road, I'm with the team, I got a show, rolling up green, nigga get bold, jump on the stage, crazy I go, shot to the top of what's raising them lows, patiently working, attacking my goals, come to my section, I'm making a toast, this for the game, this for the bros, this for the one that was riding, what's up brother, what's going on man, I missed you man, I know bro, it's been a minute bro, blessing highly favored man as usual, I can't complain, how you living brother? Hey, man, I feel the same way, man. God is good. He's working in my life every day. I can't complain at Come all, on, man. Now. 
Come on now. Don't start. Don't start. Don't start. Don't start. You know we gonna, what I mean? We're gonna start. We're gonna start getting the Holy Ghost up in this thing, boy. You keep playing. For real, you got you got my blood, you got my blood hot, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> on a Friday. On a Friday. Friday. That's how you know I'm getting old, bro. On Fridays, bro. Ten years ago on a Friday, bro. What were you, you doing? Me sitting here, you know what I mean? Shooting the shit, bro. I'm probably got a got a bottle of Rossi. <laughs> I mean, I'm kicking it, you know what I'm saying? With right. a beater on, it's 90 degrees outside, living, you know what I'm saying? Just Without moving. the gut, you know? Without the gut, the gut might have, I don't know. You, you always been chubby, folks. The gut might have kind of no, been no, there. Now, let's put this in perspective, you know what I'm saying? Gut, I got a gut now, but back then, it was a gut, but you can still see like the definition, the form to it, traps, you know what I'm saying? Stomach, chest, you know what I mean? Right. Everything kind of flowed. Now it's like, damn. This nigga drinking them Coronas, you know what I mean? Kicking hey, you a it, father you know? though, you know what I mean? You a Kicking father. Two away. So, I mean, it is what it is, you know? Getting this money, bro. You know what I mean? Enjoying my, my life, my family, bro. Hey, that's what hey, it is, bro. That's the dream right there, man. So hold on real quick, man, before we even go into the topics, you went you went on a little, little family trip last week, didn't you? Man, I did, man. I went on, a, I went on our first family trip. So for, for the people listening in, Wife is wife is pregnant right now. My son is 20 months. Um, so took him on a plane for the first time, took him to the beach for the first time. We went to North Carolina and I was real nervous at the mm. beginning because I didn't know what to expect. Jumping on a plane, you know what I'm saying? Turbulence, the ears popping, just like I'm that type of dad. I'm always like just thinking ahead of like what could potentially go wrong. And right. um, luckily enough though, everything was smooth, man. It was a good transition. Like. My son, he real scheduled with like bedtime, you know, naps and stuff. And it was a few times where, you know, we caught, we caught a flight that was later in the day where, you know, he'll probably be thinking he's getting ready for bed, but he getting on the flight. But it was good, bro. Like got to the beach, you know what I mean? He got his feet in the sand, playing in the sand. He like, damn, I don't know what this is, but I like it. Feel I'm good. enjoying myself. So it was just good to just watch him smile and have fun, bro. Being another environment, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Nick Miles and Maya for the hospitality. Yes, sir. Um, no love down there in North Kakalakin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, it was a good time, man. I, I, I'm really thinking if, if I was to bust that move, uh oh, move south, it North Carolina probably be one of the first on the list, bro. Just because the hospitality is is crazy, bro. Look, bro, I was walking in the store with my, so I'm vaccinated, but. I still wear my mask though. Let them know, I'm vaccinated. I'm, I'm vaccinated, but I still wear my mask. You know what I mean? Just cause you never know, you know what I'm saying? And bro, I was walking in the stores, bro. And people was looking at me crazy because I had my mask on. Like down there, bro, like masks are non-existent. It was fucking crazy. You lying. It was like, it's like opposite. It's like out here in Cali, like, you need a mask on. In North you know Carolina, you got your mask off, <laughs> so it's crazy. Facts. They like, they like, oh, he must not be from around here. He got his mask on in here. Gas station, food, you know what I mean? Whatever, bro. They ain't even trust your off. ass. Where you was looking at? Who the dude with the mask on? Niggas got a mask on. You know what I'm saying, bro? <laughs> what, what no, bro, bro it was a good time though. Food was good. Weather was good. Food was we, crazy. Was a was a barbecue? Was, bro, we got some jerk down there, bro. They had a couple little tavern, little spots uh, that we hit up too. Um, and yeah, bro, it was, it was definitely good. Obviously when you go down to Carolina's y'all, y'all gotta fuck with the cookout. Cookout was on point. Um, got the shake, you know what I mean? I'm a cheese fry guy. So definitely bang some cheese fries. Um, definitely hit the Bojangles too. So 
When you go to Carolina down south, two must stops are Bojangles and Cookout. And we made that move and shit, it was, it was definitely worth it. It was fire. Hey, you, you mess around, get the cheese fries from Cookout, go to Bojangles, get the chicken, go to the <laughs> put your feet up, watch TV. You good, man. Now, that's, that's good to hear, man. Love it, man. I love it. Well, let's go ahead and let's go and in, go into the topics, man. A lot. Today going to be a sports show. I'm letting y'all know right now. We get to it. We get to it. it. And, and a lot of folks got beef out there, man. A lot of beef, man, with certain athletes, man. We're going to address it. We're going to talk about it, man, because I don't agree with y'all. You feel me? We need to get out, give some of our athletes they flowers. Uh -oh. All right. That's what we talk. Well, let's jump into it. You, son, you got something on your mind, Bolo, man. So, I mean, the first person we're going to talk about is, listen, whether you like LeBron or not, you have to admit that he's probably the most scrutinized athlete possibly of all time, especially in a social media era when everything is right there on the forefront. Everybody has a voice. So I just want to, I'm going to throw it out at you first, Bolo. And we just kind of ask you, why do you think LeBron gets so much scrutiny and has gotten so much scrutiny throughout his career? Let's, let's just start right there and we'll, we'll flow from that. Man, you know what? It, I always go back to the thought of him leaving Cleveland, right? I, every, everybody always wanted to jump back to that, right? But I think now, nowadays though, you know, you would think people would, would have gotten over that. So now as I continue to think, I think it's just more than him transitioning to a power, a powerhouse team to win championships. It's, it's more than that. I think it's more so of his person now. I think people are starting to attack mm. the character of LeBron and, and really disrespecting and criticizing him for his person. And I mean, the person he is on the court. Um, you know, a lot of people, when I, when I see people who are anti-LeBron fans, they talk about how he flop, they talk about how he complain, you know, they talk about how he give up, you know, as, in certain aspects of the game and things like that. So a lot of that does uh, go into people's thoughts and judgment on how LeBron is maybe not the GOAT, you know, maybe he, he's a crybaby or whatever, whatever have you. But you cannot take away the man's talent, the man's game and what he's done for basketball. And that's what I'm saying. I think for somebody to be so great at what, what they do, I just think he, he just needs a little bit more respect than he gets right now. And at one point in time, even in the first in the first round, I feel like the world was just against him. Like the world was just waiting for LeBron to fall, waiting for him to lose. You know what I'm saying? And um, seeing him and obviously Steph not in the playoffs, you know, since what, 2012, I think? Yeah, something yeah, like it's been that. a minute, something like that. Yeah, been a minute. It's been it's been quite a while. You know what I mean? Not seeing those guys, but specifically LeBron. You know, it, it it's like people are like, I I knew it. I told you. I like I knew it. Like so, people are just like waiting for us to fall. And then specifically, like in our culture too, bro. One thing that I don't really appreciate if if somebody's down, instead of us lifting that brother up, oh, we gonna beat you to the ground. Like mm. instead of you getting to the ground, we are gonna make sure you face plant. You feel me? Right. So. You know, obviously Le LeBron hit a hit a hit a hit a bad point where he wasn't getting no production from any Lakers. You pay somebody 40 million in Kuzma who had what zero to two points in one game. You know what I mean? AD, every time he run into the rack, he falling, he hurts himself. So I get the LeBron, Michael Jordan talk and not having teams and things like that, but you need support. You know what I'm saying? And one of one of the fellas told me the other day we was talking about this. LeBron is naturally, for me, in my opinion, is a is a facilitator. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, right, he, I agree. Wants to, he wants to spread the floor. You know what I mean? He wants to control. He wants to control the game more like a quarterback. He's mm-hmm. not just like a guy who want to drive, 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 score, score, score. He want to dish. You know what I'm saying? He want to. He want to get his passes off. He want to get everybody involved. And I think when you take that aspect away from the game and you just push him to be a score, 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 then you don't really get the LeBron James that that you are really expecting. So um, I say that to say he's human. You know what I'm saying? KD, he's, he's left teams to win championships. And I feel like everybody is loving KD right now. People are loving him. And I think KD is probably pound for pound, probably one of the best active basketball players in the NBA right now, as far as production, as far as like killer mentality, pulling up. He can do it all. You know what I'm saying? I just think LeBron, LeBron was at that point too in his career. You know what I'm saying? And people weren't showing him love like they showing KD love. That's that's how I leave it. Mm, okay, okay. That was that was a strong little little lap right there. So I'm gonna start from the beginning real quick because I, I feel like that's necessary before I get to my ultimate point. So, you know, the question is why does LeBron receive so much, you know, criticism or scrutiny? So for me personally, let me start back. For those who know me, I'm a huge Kobe Bryant fan, have been from the beginning. In 2003, when LeBron got drafted, that was like during the like peak Kobe. Peak phys- uh, physicality, mentality, just came off of, you know, uh, uh, three rings, a three-peat. Like, I feel like it was, people knew that Kobe was the best player in the game. Most people should know. Within like the first three, four years of LeBron's career, I was, all, as a young person, I was already hearing Oh, LeBron, the best player in the league, the best player in the league. And as a big Kobe fan, and also being young, I'll admit, you get frustrated, you get pissed off, you take that as disrespect. So I spent my entire childhood going back and forth with LeBron fans trying to defend Kobe. And it became this weird beef between LeBron fans and Kobe fans. Although LeBron and Kobe were actually cool in real life, from a fan standpoint, we created this beef, and we always yeah. compared them to uh, against each other throughout their careers, finding a, finding a way. So I will admit, I have been someone who you would consider uh, uh, maybe a LeBron hater for a lot, a large part of his career. But as I've gotten older, became mature, and, and thought things through from a logical standpoint, you got to keep it real. And like you said before, LeBron is to me, he should be LeBron should be in everybody's top three of all time top at least top five yeah i'll say top five but to me really top three to me i mm-hmm. think it's jordan however order you go you can go lebron jordan kobe kobe jordan lebron jordan lebron that's my opinion my personal opinion i think lebron is definitely in in that category right mm-hmm. so if you're going to be in that in that discussion as the goat that's going to come with some criticism so my thing is this People either love LeBron or they hate LeBron. There's no in between. Mm-hmm. And for me, the reason I get frustrated is because for the LeBron lovers, they always put LeBron in, in a position where he can't fail. Let me explain what I mean. So this year, for example, using using the playoff recently against Phoenix, it was like, okay, LeBron James ankle hurt. He's injured. So of course they're not going to win. They're playing against the number two seed in the Phoenix Suns. They shouldn't win. But then if the Lakers did win, it would have been like, 
see how great LeBron is. So it's like it's like he's safe either way. If they lose, they were supposed to lose. If they win, oh, LeBron is just amazing. And then and then like you stated before, who's getting blamed right now for the Lakers losing? Everybody else. No, everybody. Like you said, he ain't getting no help. That's the first thing y'all say. And I agree, the other players didn't play amazing, but did we not watch LeBron? Was LeBron hooping against Phoenix? No, that was not, that was not, that was not the LeBron we used to seeing. So I'm saying everybody gotta be held accountable and y'all don't do that. I understand that, but I understand that. But you gotta understand too, there are certain times, certain, certain games specifically, certain series that, you know, you may not get LeBron we won't like we may we we might have we might have seen LeBron in 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 the semifinals you know what I mean evolve you know what I'm saying but I think he really does play his game based upon the people that surrounds him you know what I'm saying he feeds off that and I'm not a lot of people want to always compare you know LeBron to Kobe and you know LeBron to Michael Jordan and and, and I'll say this to say this people want to compare those guys but the killer instincts from Kobe and Michael Jordan, you know, didn't really re- need, not not necessarily need, but didn't have to rely on somebody else's um, ability or, um, you know, their skill set to gain energy. I think right. for LeBron, who he is, he gains energy from his team and he gains energy from, you know what I mean, him dishing the ball and somebody draining a three or somebody being able to drive to the hole after a pass from him that he, that he you know what I mean, flat, you know, being fat, flashy and right. dishing it off. You know what I'm saying? So he feeds off that and that allows him to get to the bucket and create his own shots because he's able to pass the ball. So that's what separates, you know, him from the Michael Jordans and, you know, him from, you know, Kobe's because Kobe and Kobe and, you know, Michael Jordan took a lot of high percentage shots, bro. Like, fuck it. I'm double. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to make this shot work regardless. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. And there are times where we see LeBron and if LeBron is doing it, it looks like he's just forcing it. Like where he's like driving to the hole, you know what I mean? Going up, missing, acting like he's getting getting fouled. And now, you know, all the LeBron, you know, naysayers are like, he's a crybaby. Like he's just waiting for the foul and stuff like that. So then that starts that, that just kind of that, that circle like of just negativity there. about LeBron. But I do think LeBron, his, his, um, what do you call it? Like, what's what's like the Marvel character characters when they have a weakness? What do they call it again? Oh, they, um, like like kryptonite. Kryptonite. Yeah, I think yeah. LeBron's kryptonite is um, not having somebody on the team or a few players on the team able to help him just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you don't you don't need like help up the stairs, but the rail to the stairs can really help you get up there. So you don't need a, mm. a big push, but just a little little umph. And I don't think he got that. And this is not me creating excuses for the brother, but I think that's just the game. That's the type of player he is. He feeds off that. I agree. I, I that's a good point. I never really heard before. Like he, yeah, he needs his teammates to, for him to really get going. Um, and I'll say that's, that's probably more so at this point of his career. He is in yeah, year true. eighteen. You know, maybe year four or five. If he didn't need that. You know, what I'm saying he could just explode past you with that explosive first step and go dunk on you. But now. He has to pick and choose his points in the game of, of when he can do that. I just think our, my expectations for him were very high because a lot of people call him the GOAT. So although the Lakers were at a disadvantage in those last couple of games against Phoenix, I expected LeBron to come out and just get in that mode to where if we lose, y'all going to get everything out of me. Like, for example, I don't know if you got a chance to watch the, the Portland Trailblazers in the first round. 
Damian Lillard was, you know, yeah. 50 ball, Different. making Different. game, uh, uh, tying a game twice in the game and overtime in the fourth quarter. Hey, and they lost. Hey, talk about high percentage shots, though. <laughs> keep letting them ride. But they was falling, though. Hey, yeah. they falling. Yeah. Hey, keep letting it rain. Yeah, it was going in. But, like, the reason I bring him up is, like I said, like, I thought he left it all on the court. And I just don't feel the same way with LeBron. I kind of feel like AD got hurt. And LeBron was like, hey, listen, it, it's not going to be our year. I, you know, I'm gonna, it is what it is. I'm going to go focus on Space Jam and promote this movie. And, and I'm telling there. you, bro, that's, that's, that's him, bro. Like, the evolution of, of his game, bro, from, you know, Virgil and, and the cats he had when he first got to Cleveland to him going to, you know, the heat and feeding off Wade and, you yep. know, Ray Allen and – Udonis Haslam and them guys and, you know, him going back to Cleveland and, and feeding off different players. And, you know, now he's with, with the Lakers and, you know, they always talk about LeBron going to clear the bench. Like, you know what I'm saying? LeBron is going to make sure cats get traded after this. They talking about it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he knows, you know, like you said, especially where he, where he is right now in his career. But even before that, I can argue even before that, you know, uh, when he was really dominating the game, he still feeds off his players. Like, I, I don't really think somebody like LeBron could really, you know, kill in like a one-on-one. You know what I'm saying? Like, he'll, I mean, he'll he'll get his. Yeah, I know I what think, you mean, though. Like, like really he's a team he player. Like, he, he ain't a guy, you, if you're on a blacktop, you're going to pick him up. for Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, on a blacktop one-on-one, I feel like KD killing LeBron. I'm going to be real easy, with you. Easy, easy, bro. Murdering like, LeBron. Bucket for bucket, bro? Absolutely. But LeBron, when he's able to dish the ball and, you know what I mean, when he's not, you know, he's not getting doubled and he's allowed, he's able to come off a pick, you know what I'm saying, getting his post in his post move, like, then that's when he's really a functional basketball player, bro. But, right. I mean, it is what it is. Everybody has their opinions. I think people are going to die talking about this conversation until yeah. LeBron either wins five or six championships. Um, or he just or, I mean, that's pretty much it, really. Yeah, I retire. Like, he, I, I think he in order for people to kind of kill that scrutiny about him. He just got to go out and win. And, you know, I'm a big LeBron fan, but I do think, you know, the flopping and, and the my arm, you know what I mean? I'm fouled. Like, just play, just play <laughs> ball, bro. Just play ball. So I think he do. He do look for the foul a lot, which a lot of people complain about. But other than that, man, I'm. He's I'm still an all-time great, man. No matter how you feel about his, his play, he's the top at least five all-time player, whether you like it, love it, hate it, or whatever. So. Shout out to Brian, man. I ain't gonna, I, ain't, I you know, I ain't gonna hate on him, man. But let, I ain't gonna hate on him, bro. But bro, let's talk about the evolution of basketball, bro. So Ooh, we got okay. some, we got some new superstars coming, bro. You know what I mean? And I think now we really can talk about them because they're in the playoff hunt. They're they're winning playoff games now. Mm -hmm. you know I mean, you got Devin Booker. You know what I mean? You got Donovan Mitchell. Ballin'. You know what I'm saying? Luca had a great had a great series too before they before they got kicked out. You know what I mean? Before Kawhi had to turn into Kawhi and do his thing, yep. but. Trey Young. Trey Young, bro. So it's just interesting to see, like, the teams that you never pick on 2K, like the Utah, <laughs> the Suns, bro, the, the the Atlanta. Like, you don't usually pick those teams. Those are, like, those one-off teams where you're like, I don't even think they come in on TV. But now those are those premier teams now that are winning games. And, you know, those guys are turning into superstars. Man, that's a, that's a fire point, man. I was just talking to uh, you know, my homie Jew Jack, I think, uh, the other day about just – um, the, exactly what you're saying. The evolution of the, of the league. It's great to see all these young players stepping up to the plate. Like these guys is like 24 years old. I think Luca 
is what, like 21, 22, you know what I'm saying? And he's already a top five best player in the league right now. You know, I brought up Trey Young already. Like, I remember when the Trey Young and Luka got, you know, drafted, they got switched. Nobody knew what, you know, what was the better move? It really worked out for both clubs, for both teams. They both going crazy, you know? So I think the league is in great hands. You know, these uh, these veterans, we just just got done talking about LeBron. These veterans are getting old, you know what I mean? And they're going to start either – retiring or just kind of their, their game is going to dilute to an extent. So it's good to see these young, I mean, Donovan Mitchell, bro, he's so explosive to the rim, plays with Come such on, a man. high motor. He might be my, right? So I ain't told you yet, Bolo. Right now I don't have a favorite player in the league, but there's a mm-hmm. couple people in the conversation. And Donovan okay. Mitchell was one of them. And he might be my favorite player. I'm going to make a decision before the summer ends. He's been balling, bro. That's a good take, bro. That's a high take, bro. And I, bro, and I don't know, I don't know if this plays a big part though, but I think that D Wade, that D Wade um, acquisition too, you know what I mean? I think he got a heavy hand you in, saw, in yep. the game too, and he's in those players' ears too. So I don't know if that's helping or not, but I did see a few clips of, you know, him chiming at Donovan Mitchell. So, you know what I mean? That may be, you know, helping out too, man, but they, they are, uh, I'm glad to see that, that organization, you know what I mean? Moving the pen. Cause we ain't really seen nothing since like Carl Malone, John Stockton type shit with the, with the jazz. Like they were just like that team where they came on at 10 o'clock Eastern standard time. And, you know, we was going to sleep watching the game for real, but now people are, you know, locked in watching Utah play. The only time after the Carl Malone that we was watching them a little bit was Carlos Boozer and Darren Williams. If you remember facts, that little, facts, facts, that was Derek. a cold, don't sleep on them, man. That was a good, was a good group. That was a good group. I fuck with Derek Williams. Yeah, he from Illinois. He out of Illinois. That's when them boys was cold with D Brown, Luther Head and them. Them boys was nice. I think they Illinois, lost to North Illinois had a champion in the championship, bro. Yeah, I used to fuck with them, bro. But how you feel about Brooklyn, bro? I mean, I feel like Brooklyn is is like a train to be wrecked with, bro. Especially when you get you get production out of Blake Griffin, bro. I feel like he's like that that hype man where he does something and that just gets the team going, bro. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And I see Kyrie, you know what I mean? I see KD, they they like in their glory right now. You know what I mean? As far as moving the ball, which makes me kind of nervous about James Harden. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Obviously, he's a, he's a great asset to the team. But with him getting hurt and seeing how well they produce without him kind of shows me that they really don't need James Harden. He's definitely a great asset to the team. Uh, but it kind of showed us that, you know, hey, we, we can win without you and, you know, we can win with you. So it's kind of scary to be a superstar like that and to know that teams can win without you. That's a good point, man. But, yeah, I agree. Like, so from the jump, the beginning of the season, before we knew about James Harden, before we knew about Blake Griffin, I was already excited from a neutral fan standpoint. Like, man, KD and Kyrie, that's yeah. a nasty combination, especially out east where maybe overall it isn't as competitive as the west. So for me, I agree. I think they can win it all even without James Harden. But I think with James Harden, it makes it like inevitable. Like they're going yeah, to win. It's, like it's, it's not even crazy. like a <laughs> just the scoring power, bro. Like it's it's everybody on the floor. Like just those three alone, bro. Like that's like a all right. I'm putting you on the spot, bro. Uh oh. On the spot. Uh oh. Talking about big threes, bro. We talking about big threes. We talking about KG, Paul Pierce. Ray Allen, we talking mm-hmm. about LeBron, D-Wade, Bosh. Now we talking about James Harden, KD, Kyrie Irving. Big mm. three, who we going with? On paper, on paper, I'm going with the Nets. 
I mean, KD's, I mean, KD has no weaknesses. Harden, and I'll stop you there. Let me stop you there. Jump in, jump in. I forgot, I forgot to throw in the big three at Golden State. You did. KD, Clay, Steph. Yes. Now, does that make a difference? So, let, let, me, let me finish my response. So, on paper, I'm going with the Nets. But based off all the information that we know and we have right now, I would have to say, hmm, I would have to say Golden State is number one based off information that we have. Because watching that big three, you you remember, obviously, we all remember watching them play. KD, Clay, Steph were literally unstopped. The only reason they lost is because of injury. That's it. The, the Raptors beat them in the finals only because KD and Clay got hurt. If they don't get hurt, they win a they, they win what a, a, a three-peat. You know what I'm saying? Like they were unstoppable. So based off the actual factual information that we have, I have to go with them. Brooklyn, they haven't won yet. I don't know. We think they're gonna win, but they haven't won yet. So I can't put them at number one until they actually win. But on paper, hell yeah, bro. Like KD in his prime, James Harden. As much as much as I didn't like his game from a visual standpoint at first, he's a leader, bro. He a leader. He he's a great playmaker. He can drop 50 on you at any moment with the step back. Past 15, 15 assists. 15 assists. And then Kyrie, you can't guard him. His handles is out of this world. And he's one of the best finishers in the league. Left hand, right hand, up and under the rim. Bro, fast break. Bro, he bro, fast break. He pulling up for the three, bro. Pulling for the three. Stopping on a dime behind the Hey, come uh, <laughs> hey. on, man. So it's like it's that's it's scary. It's scary hours in Brooklyn, man. We're Brooklyn that we're Brooklyn that yeah. they they well on their way, man. It's um, and but now, bro, and we'll transition because I know I mean, this is just bringing up so many different yeah, topics in I my like mind. This. I missed you, man. I missed you. That's what I'm saying, bro. We on the porch, bro. You know, we kicking it, bro. You know, what I mean, shooting the shit, bro. So, where's your bro, cup see, at? Damn. Bro, you know what? I ain't got my cup today, bro. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I pulled up regardless though. You know what I mean? I pull up to the to the porch to kick it. You know what I mean? You, you know, you always got that friend that pull up for a little bit, or cousin them, just get off yeah. work. They gonna pull up to the porch. <laughs> hey man, I'm just pulling up, say what's up, chop it up real quick. Hey, still got his work clothes on and shit. Still, got, like, still got the jumpsuit on. Nothing like bread and shit. Been working at the warehouse all day. <laughs> like bread. Been working at uh what's the what's the What's the place that smell real good? The warehouse May is it May uh Mayhurst or some shit? Oh Maplehurst. You talking Maplehurst. about the bakery spot? Yeah, the little manufacturing spot. Yeah, bro. Worth the twelve hours. Maplehurst bakeries. Right. That's funny as fuck. Nah, what was you about to say though? My I father. was gonna say, bro. So with like, so like Giannis, bro. Yeah. I mean. One of the best players in the league, you know what I'm saying? When he when he's effective, he's effective. But then I feel like when now when he's going against top tier talent, right? Or does that take away from the player he is now? You know what I'm saying? I think he he's doing what he has to do, but mm, he's folding a little bit. I'm gonna be real. I love Giannis, bro. He's oh, folding under pressure, bro. It's the third playoffs in a row that we're saying the same thing. Same like, thing, bro. Ain't nothing changing. He's amazing again to the rim. He's physical. He's aggressive. He, he he can dunk. He's great in the pick and roll, pick and pop situation. But once the defense is set and they built that wall, he, he like I don't. He he's an because he's a bad three point shooter. He's an okay mid range guy, but he's streaky and he doesn't yeah. seem to have the confidence to even take mid ranges. So all he does is try to force himself to the rim. 
and he's getting charges or he's missing. And then he go to the free throw line and he's sitting there for 12 damn seconds bro. getting violations and then he missing. So I'm like, come on, I, I, like I'm rooting for you. Gian. We're all rooting for you, Giannis. I'm rooting for you, <laughs> bro, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I don't know. Yeah, bro, it's gonna, it's gonna be it's gonna be a long, long couple years for him, bro. And that playoff push, bro, like, I mean, like you're you're a great player, you you're an MVP, but you gotta win the big games, bro. Like like we was talking about even in football, bro. If you cannot win the big games, bro, you I mean, I you can't be in that conversation, bro. Like yeah. I can't put you in that conversation if you cannot win the big games. But it is what it is. We'll see. We kind of already kind of know how this will pan out anyway. So yeah, that, series, uh, that series is a wrap. They won game three, but that was just. It's a wrap. This series is over. Yeah, it'll, it'll it'll pretty much be over um, here soon. I I definitely don't see it going to uh, to game game seven at all. So, Hell no. but bro, to me. let's transition. Uh, talk about um, you know the football side of things. You know, I, we talked about basketball and, and to be honest, I'm not I'm not the biggest basketball fan. But when the playoffs come around and you know, when different things is happening, I definitely find myself watching watching games and, and staying in tune and stuff. But football, baby, I'm, I'm locked in. You know what I mean? In season, off season, I'm locked in. And uh, most recently, we just seen, um, funny thing, before I go there, man, y'all did not check out my boy D Nell's Instagram when he was trying to sell Julio on why Indianapolis is the team for him. Y'all need to go check out that video, man. I had people hit me up talking about how funny that shit was, bro. You damn should just be like the spokesperson for Indy, bro, the way you sold Indy, bro. That shit had me weak. I, I really hope that Julio had the chance to like laugh and like really hear your audio message, bro. Hey, obviously it didn't work and it wasn't good enough, but I tried my best, man, to get him Try, bro. I, hey, the effort, hey, I give you an A for effort, bro. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. That them long donuts to do it. It, it, look, if I if I saw him in person and I gave him one of them one of them glaze, come on now, he would woo. And you and you know it's right across the street from Longs. I ain't gonna say it though. Oh, that money making him dance, dance and make her dance. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so, yeah. Julio made that transition. My boy went from GA to Tennessee, you know what I'm saying? So now my boy is, is rocking with, with, with the Tennessee Titans right now. And um, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a show, you know what I'm saying? And I'm a little indifferent though about the change, about mm. the about the transition. I think, I think it's definitely gonna be a powerhouse, right? But you see shit like that more so in basketball when people are really effective. You know what I'm saying? You can really right. see that when you got superstars on the same team. AJ, you know what I mean? Julio, Derrick Henry, you know, you got these all-stars on, on the same team. And football is a little bit different because obviously there's one football, one basketball, but... It's such a team sport in football. It's, like, it's such, such a team, a team sport. sport. Like Such a team sport. And, and Derrick Henry gonna get his. He gonna get his. Like, he gonna get his carries. They gonna make sure he get his carries. And when it's time to step back Tannehill, you know, and throw that, throw that thing, only one receiver going to get it. So I think, I mean, we may walk away seeing uh, AJ regress, you know what I'm saying? Or we may walk away seeing Julio, you know, become very stagnant, but I don't know. I could, we could, we could see a, a very balanced football team where Derek Henry is getting his, AJ's getting his and Julio's getting his, but in most cases, you really don't see all three superstars on the team really getting there. So unless, you know, Julio is like just a super team guy, like championship, championship, I don't care if I go under, you know, six, 700 yards, 
you know, on, on the season type of right. guy, then, you know, they, they may they may have some longevity there. But I think, you know, with, with having that superstar power and, and having A.J. Brown, the way he's climbing the charts and becoming one of those top tier receivers in the league right now. I mean, they, they gonna have to get they, they everybody gonna have to get their shine on at some point. So we'll see how, how it pans out. Yeah, man. I think on paper, it's like everybody's losing their mind. Like, oh, my gosh, it's a wrap. Right. These guys are Super Bowl contenders, this, that, and the third. But like you said, football is such a team sport that one guy, unless you're a quarterback, doesn't really move the needle to that level. Do right. I think Julio's going to help? For sure. Just even even if Julio's uh, uh, not in his prime any longer, him being out there as a, as a DB, as a defensive coordinator, you got to respect him. When you're going through the game gotcha. plan, you're like, hey, man, we make sure we got two over here by Julio because he going to, you know, that's Julio. You know what I'm saying? But it's like now you can't really double because you got to pick your poison because A.J. Browns is like a baby Julio in the making. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. But then, then like, you got to think about yeah, teams you know. loading the box. You know what I mean? You got to load the Derrick box. Henry. Henry. So you load I mean, the so box. Now it's man on man. Not you man to man. And I don't really trust trust my DBs play man to man with Julio and A.J. You Ain't gonna win on both sides. You know what I'm saying? So it comes down to the no. person who I don't trust personally, and that's Ryan Tannehill. I think Ryan Tannehill Ooh. is a good quarterback. I think it's a little overblown the hype he's received the last like year or so. Um, I think there, I think that team moves and they go as Derrick Henry goes. And I think Derrick Henry balling the way he has balled has made life a lot easier for Tannehill because people are loading the box up. So you got eight, nine guys in the box. It's pretty simple for a quarterback to make these quick little, you know, passes, slants, cuts, and letting your receivers just do the rest. So I'm just curious, like, and I don't wish nothing bad on anybody, but let's say Derrick Henry doesn't have the same type of year he's been having. Just, you know, just for argument purposes. And there's more pressure being put on Ryan Tannehill now that he has the weapons such as Julio. Will he, will he perform? Will he really be that top five quarterback that some people are saying that he is. And like you made, you made a good point. I don't know who uh, Julio personally at all, but I know most raw receivers, they want that damn ball. That and if he ain't, if he ain't getting that at a high clip, it might be some, some, some controversy there. And Tannehill naturally is going to try to force stuff to Julio, especially early on. Cause you want to make your raw receiver happy. So yeah, now AJ Brown ain't getting it. Yeah. So that's like, yeah. we'll, we'll see, man. I don't know. It wow, looked good. That's a fact. For me, with, with Tannehill, I think Tannehill is in the best situation possible right now because mm -hmm. there's there's um, there's not a lot of wiggle room for him to really make mistakes, bro. Like you said, like I think from the Tennessee team that we know was really fed off the defense. You know what I'm saying? They, they fed off the defense. The defense were able to make plays. You know what I'm saying? Specifically dating back to uh, was it 2020, 2019 when they played the the, uh, the Ravens. Um, um, yeah, I think I can't remember the year. And the, and the defense yeah. was just lights out all night. You know what I'm saying? So it when offenses are on schedule and and when when teams are you know not in panic mode to score and then you got power on that, then that allows Tannehill to become more calm and comfortable back there to not be afraid to mess up. You right. know what I'm saying? So if the defense is is is, is strong and stable now and and, and Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry, I think it'll just it allows Tannehill to just be more comfortable in the pocket. You know what I mean? To take shots down the field. You know what I mean? If you got an X and a Y, you know, on, on the field and they both are ver vertical threats, you know what I mean? 
that I mean that's a lot of clear out for underneath routes. So I can just see them, you know, taking advantage of you know the, the deep ball ability and 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 you know a lot of check downs and you know taking advantage of slot players and, and tight ends and and Tannehill he got he got a nice he got he, shit is looking good for him right he now. Got a little so, zip, so hey, but the pressure on him and can he the pressure is on he he. he he, but it, but for me, bro, I think he'll have to mess up a lot to really mess up, if that makes sense. Right. But I, I guess for me, though, I'm thinking like, OK, why did you get Julio? Right. You got Julio to, to get to put you past that point. Like the Tennessee Titans have been really good teams the last two years, yeah. made to the playoffs, won a game in the playoffs. I think now the Julio acquisition is like, all right, let's get to the Super Bowl. Like they believe the Julio acquisition is going to get them past, you know, the Chiefs. Or the Ravens again this year, or my coach who you know we ain't got to talk about. But my coach look good on paper right now. We keep it, it keeping it real. Paper, He's keeping it real. It ain't the same AFC South division. So it's gonna be tough. So it's I'm just saying, like they, they got Julio not not with the intention of just making the playoffs. Now they got Julio to go to the Super Bowl. And Tannehill has been good the last few years, but to this point, he has never really won like big you know big games to this point, right? So it's like the pressure's on you as a leader of that team, leader of that offense. You got everything you need. You have no ex- zero excuses. A good old line, great running back, great receivers, lead us to the promised land. So we'll see how he handles that pressure. Maybe he balls out, but maybe he does. I I didn't, I didn't see him both sides, so only time will tell, my guy. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. I'm excited. I'm excited for the season, man. It's a lot of a lot of a lot of movement, man. And obviously, we talked about the Bears already, and I hear. Justin Fields is doing well, you know what I mean? Just just inked a 11, I think $11.1 million uh, four-year, four-year deal, bless, man. So bless, bless, They seeing, they seeing, they seeing a young brother. He must be doing something, turning eyes, and um, he getting buy-in from the teammates and stuff, and they excited to see him play, you know? Um, so we'll see who starts week one. I know they got primetime against, uh, in LA against the Rams, I think. Um, we'll see if, if, if he's, he's the show, but I, I definitely think, though, you know, with Andy Dalton being uh, more of a veteran quarterback, you know what I'm saying? It'll probably be more more of an easier transition to, to let him start out and, you know, slowly but surely get get him, get Justin Fields ramped up as soon as possible. Um, but we'll see, bro. I'm excited for football season this year. Man, you and me both, man. I cannot wait. So many new moves, great draft, just a lot of stuff I'm excited to see, man. So, man. Yeah. But let's, hey, let's switch sports one more time again because another event we didn't get a chance to talk about, Floyd Mayweather and uh, Logan Paul, the, 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 the showdown, so to speak, the boxing ring, man. So they had an exhibition uh, match, a lot of just build up to the fight. You know, us as Floyd fans and even people who dislike Floyd were just excited to see him back in the ring mm-hmm. and excited to see, you know, him knock out this famous YouTuber and Logan Paul and or see Logan Paul shock the world and knock out Floyd. And we didn't see nothing close to either one. It was, I love Floyd to death, but this was a boring ass fight. It was, it was bad, it was bad. There are a couple little sparks in the, in, the, in the ring where I'm like, okay, Floyd about to knock his ass out. But you know, that's why you have, when I'm, when I'm thinking about it, I'm like, that's why you have weight classes. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it was, you can be the best boxer in the world, but if you go on somebody, if you five eight, you want to get somebody six two, and you know, damn near probably double double the arm reach. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to it's hard to do anything and, and get inside somebody to do that. Like to be, you know, one of those boxers that you know everybody loved. It was hard for him to really get inside them and, and get land his punches. You know what I'm saying? And they yeah. was hugging and 
you know, doing all that fondling the whole time. I wasted $50, bro. So are you paid for it? That. I paid for Ooh, it. Well, no, you piss piss. I was able to kind of somebody was showing it on their IG live, man. I ain't gonna tell you. Oh, uh, uh, that's was, that's smart, bro. I was that's on I was, I was on my phone like this with it. That's smart, uh, bro. The, the best part of the show was fucking seeing Moneybag Yo and Amigos. Amigos straight. Straight and straightening, yeah, yeah. Straightening. Ain't nothing but a whole straight lot of straightening. straightening. Yeah, and they just dropped the album. But yeah, I just, but you know what, man, on a on a separate note, I can't be mad at Floyd though. Like he yeah, said at the game, he said, yeah, I'm done fighting for real. This is an exhibition. If I told y'all it was an exhibition, which Give means- Give the fans what they want to see. It don't mean nothing. So I'm gonna show, show man. I just made the quickest, easiest, well not the quickest, but one of the quickest paydays and easiest paydays of my life. Why not come in here and play around for 30 minutes and get 30 million or whatever amount he got? You know, yeah. as a as a businessman, shit, I do this, I do the same thing. Like he said, y'all ain't have to pay for it. Like y'all decided to pay for it. This was no real fight. Y'all knew that. So I just think we have such expectations of Floyd. We love Floyd so much as the true fighter that anytime he gets in the ring, it's like you could talk shit all you want to, but you something about it, you gotta just turn it on. You gotta pay that $50 just to see the show that he may put on. You gotta do it. So you got to, bro. And and like for me. It's like, you thinking about, think about Michael Jordan. When Michael Jordan came back to the Wizards, expectations were extremely high. <laughs> right. You know but we also understood that he was older. You know what I'm saying? Things change when you get older. Father time is, is, is undefeated. You know what I'm saying? So we didn't expect, you know, Michael Jordan to be dunking from the free throw line. You know what I mean? Really doing people bad like that. But we knew he was going to hold his own. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. It was some people out there thinking Floyd was gonna get his ass knocked out just because Floyd, I mean, just because Logan Paul was a big dude, you know what I'm saying? But big as hell. we know that Floyd, Floyd is Floyd though. No matter how old you get, he still can go in there and swing them things. He may not be able to knock you out, you know what I'm saying? But he gonna go in there and hold his own, so. Floyd's still he, nice, bro, shit. Pacquiao still fighting. This old people still fighting and still winning. So like, I think Floyd could, he's capable of like getting in real shape because he wasn't in he was in shape but he wasn't in shape shape he wasn't in like premier i'm about to fight for a title type of shape i think if he really was on that he could still be a great fighter for sure i just think in his head he has nothing to prove he beat all the fighters that he, he had to beat he's 50 and no never lost at this point it's like what's the motivation like I'm, I'm just trying to make this bread and keep making this generational wealth for my family and as a black man i respect that part of it like you know we get hate on the on the on the part of the, you know, from a fan standpoint for sure, but separate, separate from that, I can't hate on this man making this bread and take care of like his kids, 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 kids is good. And he can, he come from nothing. He ain't come, you know what I mean? So I respect that, man. Yeah, man. And I think, I think too, I mean, you got to get somebody credit who is practicing the sport. You know what I mean? He's not, I don't think, I don't think Logan Paul is disrespecting the sport. Cause I think he definitely puts the time and the effort into it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, he, he may, he may, um, he might, I mean, I, obviously he hasn't had, you know, exhibitions with top fighters and, and things like that, but you know, the, the, the dude works his ass off, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, you know, that alone should, should give him, um, you know, a little bit of credit, right. As it relates to, you know, him, him stepping in the ring and does yeah. it tarnish the sport? I don't think it tarnishes the sport. Um, but I, I definitely think that now that everybody like kind of do Thriller, uh, Triller, right? Is it Triller? Is it true? I think it's Triller. Yeah. Yeah. Triller. Like everybody like all, there the on the, on the... stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all of the celebrities and stuff are, are trying to fight. 
Now that's when the, the, the sport is tarnished. I don't think it's tarnished from Logan Ooh. Paul because Logan Paul boxed. He boxes. Right. He's been doing it for a while. He has a professional trainer. But then when you get all these guys like the real Tarzan from Instagram, you know, jumping in the ring and, you know, I love Ocho, but Ocho jumping in the ring and guys who really, you know, just are kind of just like checking a box a little mm -hmm. bit and not really passionate about the sport, you know, then that tarnishes the, tarnishes the, the sport, in my opinion, I think. It's entertainment, but it does tarnish the sport. Mm, that's a, I count real quick. So like how, like tell me why though? Cause I disagree. I don't think, I think it's just entertainment. I think it's fun to watch, but I don't think it take away from like the real, real fighters. The, the, the Canelo's, the Deontay Wilder about to fight again next month, part three. Yeah, the, yeah, like, the, like there's still, so when you say it tarnishes the sport, like how so? Like you think it like takes away the seriousness of it, the value of it or? What do, you, what do you mean? Well, I just think I just think it's kind of one of those things where if if you go on, ah, it's hard to explain, like because the, the people who are fighting, you know, have made a name for themselves, but not in that capacity. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, they're right. famous in their own right, but they're not boxers. Um, so I, I can just see how some boxers who really put the time and the effort in, you know, could really find, you know, that that shit is disrespect because. It's not necessarily if you can box, it's if you can sell tickets. You know Ooh. what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't, that's why I think, that's why I think it where it's at right now. You know what I mean? Pay-per-view and things like that. Like, I mean, Ocho Cinco, we, we haven't, we ne nobody's ever seen Ocho Cinco box. You know what I mean? We've never seen the real Tarzan box. We don't know if they can actually be effective in that sport. You know what I mean? To, to be at that point. But the fact that they're famous and they're selling tickets, that gives them that platform. That's so that's why saying. that's why I'm like, it kind of does tarnish the sport just a little bit because you know you got you got people, you know who really working their ass off, you know who really boxing and it, and I nothing to, like even my dad was even he's like Muhammad Ali has had exhibition fights like right you know what I mean Floyd like that's cool those are professional boxers but then when you get you know Joe Blow versus Joe Blow they're just famous from. YouTube are they're just famous from when they're fighting each other and they're not really boxers. Then I'm like, what the see fuck what you are mean. we doing? And you then, feel me? Ah, that makes sense. And then you know another layer, real quick as well, is that these guys are like getting bigger paydays in some cases than the actual boxers or the actual UFC fighters. Like oh, local, local come on. got the bag, and got the bag. UFC fighters like, damn, what the hell? Like what the? You know what I mean? So that's why it's happening. In, in professionals in their profession aren't even getting paid more than somebody who's not a professional in that sport that's crazy, crazy. that's a problem but that shows that goes to show you man we talk about this a lot the power of social media and like people you know again it's like a love hate relationship with social media there's things that i don't like i think it's bad for for people's mind but it's also a great great tool if you know how to use it properly to market yourself build a brand and make some money like logan paul like, say what you want about the pauls jake and logan they they rich as hell and they young too and they all just from working hard being creative and, and doing That's crazy it, shit on youtube and like think about it like logan paul just got in the ring with arguably the greatest fighter of all time at a boxing match with him like and he, and he did not get knocked out he didn't get knocked out he can say that when he get when he get oh he, he can be like hey kids i fought floyd mayweather and held my own. Whether Floyd was going serious or not, that's on him. These are the facts. So like, it's like, he, damn. He had nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. So, I mean, that's that's impressive, man. I can't hate him, on, hate him on for that. 
All right, bro. So we we coming we coming towards the uh the end of the show, man. That was pretty good, bro. I, I really I really was digging that one, bro. So yeah. we'll, uh, we'll transition to one more uh little topic here, non sports related. Um, let's talk about versus, bro. We got a versus battle coming up, and I think for me, bro, this is probably one of the biggest ones that I'm excited for because this is like my generation, like. This is like the wave. Like these are the wave creators, in my my opinion. People laugh, and you know, what I mean, Gen Z they laugh, and you know, the back end of, of the millennials laugh about it. But man, Soldier Boy and Bow Wow, bro, legends. Man, you can tell me they wasn't the shit back in the day, bro. Like talking about creating a wave and what they was doing, like it's crazy. So I'm excited to see them go go at it, bro, because it's just gonna be super nostalgic to kind of like just think about like, damn, like when I was listening to this song, like I was doing this, like back in high school type shit, like, right. or like, it's just crazy, bro. Cause Bow Wow was a fucking dog. Like, dog this. man, let it be known, bro. Cause Bow Wow, he ain't getting respected, bro. Let let, let, the, let the viewers know that the people know how hey. great he was, Bolo, for real. We talking about flowers, right? We talking about flowers and I get Bow Wow has done what he's done. You know what I mean? He's, he's definitely, he's definitely arrogant. You know what I mean? I'm not taking that away from him. Like, and I think that definitely takes away from who he is because he, he puts himself on a pedestal without letting people put him, put himself on a pedestal, but he's a dog. He, he needs, he needs his flowers, man. From, from a young kid to, to now, you know what I'm saying? From the acting side of things. I was just talking to Kayla, no. bro, from Roll Bounce, bro. He was a lottery ticket. Lottery ticket. He was in that movie with Tyler Perry. Um, I forgot what that movie All was. All about the Benjamins with, with IQ bro, Mike Epps. Bro, Bow Wow, a legend, bro. On the music side, bro, some of the best out of my system, bro. You know what I mean? Um, Little Bow Wow, you just don't know. Then you, got, then you got my dog who really set it off on the internet, bro. You know what I mean? He was Soldier. the first dude really to start the dancing, you know what I'm saying, on YouTube. So he did Soldier. He should be the one to say, I started this TikTok shit. <laughs> so the party didn't say it though for sure probably didn't say it bro like he didn't create the wave bro the dancing bro the dancing the different like you know what i mean different songs and stuff bro like bro soldier was ahead of his time bro like i know some of the boys kind of goofy and funny so we don't take them serious but on on a real tip like you said bro youtube wasn't big when he when he was doing it like i had a myspace profile and to me soldier boy was the biggest artist on myspace at the time like everybody had him on a pay i'm in the crib trying to Hey, the next, bro. Like, watch the video and do my steps and stuff. Try to hit it. Okay, do, hey. do that again. Do that again. Do that again. You know what I mean? Like all the dances, bro. And now, bro, and, and check this out, bro. What's the biggest marketing of music now, bro? Social media, bro. Social people media. go to TikTok to create dances so people can you learn the dances, but all the while they listening to the song, so they streaming from that. And Soulja Boy started that shit, bro. Hey, you know and he's still doing. That. She make it clap, clap, clap. She make it clap, clap, clap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who you taking, bro? Who you taking, bro? You got Bow Wow. Man, it's gonna be a great battle. They both got hits, but I gotta go with Bow Wow. Now I got some shit. Bow Wow got a catalog. He got some shit. Breakfast Club. He was like, I'm gonna play some shit that y'all ain't even know that I was writing on. Cause you know, on the verses, it ain't necessarily gotta be the song that you rapping or singing, but yep. it could be a song that you made. So I'm excited to see like, damn, like I ain't even know you made this song. You know what I'm saying? That's true. So let's get them Brothers Day flowers, man. It's gonna be exciting to see. I think not this weekend, but I think Father's Day weekend, they, uh, they'll they be on there, they man. Doing it? Real quick, what's your favorite song from both? I'm trying to think real quick off the top of the Ooh, head. I think my favorite song from uh, Soldier Boy is, um. Damn, uh, 
It used to be bathing apes. I got me some bathing apes. It used to be, and then it used to be that um, not crank that. It used to be that um, uh, uh, pretty boy swag. Oh, swag. How to be go? Hey, yeah. And I'm feeling so yeah. That's probably one of my. If it's not that one for me, it's a. How about the bed? Turn my swag on. Take a look in the mirror. Say what's up. Whoa. Hey, that's a good one, bro. I ain't think about that one, bro. So how about Bow Wow there? He got some shit. You know one of bro, one of his cuts, bro. Out of my system, bro. Trying to get you out of my system. You know what you do to me, do to me. Bro, he got some love songs, bro. Or he got that. I ain't got nobody in the Bro, let me hold you down. Let me hold. But you know the song I like, I don't know if get a lot of love is, you can't shine like me. You can't shine like me. You can't. He dissing Lil' Romeo, look it up. Oh yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the vintage, vintage Bow He said, you ain't Ryan, you ain't Ryan. You don't keep it buzzing. I gotta keep it buzzing, little buddy. You ain't fresh and right you ain't get yeah, yeah. He said make it more than your dad, see? Even though he even though that's cap, I still up the ball. Because Master P big filthy cap, red. That nigga, filthy that red. nigga sell everything from ramen noodles to paint to applesauce, nigga, to cereal, nigga. That nigga even sell bed sheets. That nigga sell everything, bro. <laughs> he, still, he still sell loud, probably, but the legal way. He out here doing it crazy. <laughs> For real. My guy said bed sheets. Now that's that's funny. That nigga right selling detergent. That nigga got everything on the market, bro. That nigga's a walking eye solution and shit. He got the, uh, he got the masterpiece cake. Just, bro, just think about something so random that you just don't even need. Like that nigga's that nigga sell like <laughs> like that nigga just sell like dish like a uh, dishwashing liquid. Like that nigga just be selling shit that just don't even make sense. Like nigga, like why are you just selling this, nigga? Like you just. Selling brooms and shit, bro. Like that nigga sells like the buns on the Xbox controller, like just just the buns though, not the damn controller. Like he be you silly as hell, bro. He said bed sheets. <laughs> nah, for real, bro. I think he do though. Why you all be laughing? That's the funny part. Everything, bro. Season of salt, bro. Popcorn. But hey, hey, he getting his hustle on. You know what I mean? That's why he he is who he is. Rap so. snacks, of course. <laughs> but yeah, on his thing, bro. you got me dead. <laughs> Niggas said season of salt. <laughs> Oh, hey, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? I'm about to go ahead and jump off this porch. You know what I'm saying? Enjoy the rest of my Friday for the listeners out there, man. Stay safe. I know it's getting hot out here. You know what I'm saying? Y'all going to be out in the streets. You know what I mean? The world is opening up. You know, pandemic is coming to a close. Thank God. You know what I'm saying? But still wear your mask if needed. Socially distance if needed. If needed, stay safe. Drink water. You know what I mean? And mind your business. Mind your goodness, man. This is the porch, man. It. Pleasure being with you. Subscribe if you ain't subscribed. If you ain't subscribed, Jay, you tripping, Scotty. You really lacking if you not subscribed. You know what Big I mean? Lack. Big lack. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, we on the porch, boy. You already know it's your boy Bolo Bands. And I'm always kicking it with my dog when I'm on the porch. Big Smitty, man. I'll be in your city, man. Naptown, Legend Far East Side. You know how I would out the gate. But I'm in LA with it, baby. Subscribe. Bolo, we out. She make it gang. Clap, clap. She make it clap. Hey, mm, 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 mm. <laughs>
Every day finding ways to make profit. Yeah. yeah. In the booth, press record, making hot shit. Yeah, I drop it. Play my shit in the club, gotta watch it. Why the niggas be looking and plotting? They step at the game, then they catch us and rock. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.